Hello and welcome to the Watcher's Guide to the Marvel Universe, the show that will probably shit on your preferred presidential candidate at some point. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm Max. And I'm JR. How's it going? Uh, fucking Bloomberg, am I right? Yeah. No. <laughs> I love him. No, I don't. <laughs> no, no. Nothing about it. Did you see the billboards? Yes. <laughs> I can't believe I actually agree with one thing this administration did. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so yeah, uh, no, it's going fine. How are you? Uh, I am also awake. Yeah, that's about what I got. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Um, yeah, the uh, so yeah, let's get into it. I guess. Yeah. Uh, one quick thing I want to say about news. I we had addressed this at one point a long time ago. Uh, but you know, our our audience comes and goes. Whatever. Sure. Uh, so when we talk about news, I mean, there's a lot of news out there yeah. between the comics and the MCU and the various shows and yeah. blah blah blah. There's a lot of news, um, <clears throat> and uh, by and large, uh, when it comes to choosing news. We go with what sounds interesting and what, you know... Yeah, as long as it's not, like, baseless speculation and theories about... That's not news to me. Right. Right? Like, a list of things that might happen in the MCU because of one character showing up in a show is not something I desperately need to talk about, but if it comes up in conversation, we'll spend a little time on it. Right. And when it comes to the comics themselves, you know, stuff like uh, deaths of characters, um, Mm -hmm. a dead character coming back to life, unless it is a specifically big deal. Yeah. Um, And, you know, even that is case by case. Uh, You know, that stuff is all, like... Especially since the 90s, but I think death has always been pretty cheap in in comics between covers that tease deaths and then in the interior it's just like, we were joking! Yeah, almost or died, yeah. Or it was a dream, or, you know, time mm-hmm. travel, uh, or whatever. But then even, you know, just in the time I've been reading comics, it's become a thing where it's just like, we kill a character off, they're dead for a while, then they come back. End of story. Whatever. It happens so often. Yeah. That... That was the weirdest thing about in at the end of Civil War when... Well, just after the end of Civil War when Captain America died. And it was actually a goddamn news story. And I was actually reading comics at the time. And, you know, it's on CNN that Captain America died. Yeah. And I'm like, you guys... Yeah. What are you doing? We have... This is 2010. We have other things to talk about. Right. Spend your time somewhere else. Um, well, especially... I mean, when I when I was a kid and they were doing the death of Superman mm-hmm. and that was big news right. outside of comics. Um, but also, like, I think at the time it was big news. Like, yeah. you know, they were fucking killing... Superman, Like, that yeah. was big news. Now it's just kind of like, if if DC announced tomorrow, 
we're killing Superman, most of the industry would just be like, all right, cool. I guess I, I need guess. a little more than that. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, um, and how fucked up is that? I need, if you're going to kill Superman, I need I need more than that. You can't just say... I'm going to kill... If you were like, yeah, 20 years, 30 years ago, if you were like, I'm going to, we're going to kill Superman, but comics fans would have been like, what the fuck are you talking about? But now, if you're like, we're going to kill Superman, I'd be like, and? Yeah, it would be like, how what's going to happen? How like, is that what? going to affect the rest of everything else? You know, like... Yeah. And we're jaded. Like, it probably would mean something to a Superman reader of, like, 15, but we're old and have been through this so many times that it's just like, I don't... Okay, tell me more. He's gonna be really dead for real this time. I totally believe you. Yeah. Show, show <laughs> me... Show me a character that has not died and come back at least once, and I will that I will show you a character that no one really has strong feelings about <laughs> one way or the other. Like, they don't hate them enough that the comics company is just like, okay, let's kill them. And they don't like them enough that it's shocking that they're dying, so no one gives a shit. Um, yeah, you... You can only kill kill a blue beetle several times, so many times. <laughs> well, and even blue beetle, I think, like he has his fans. Like <laughs> he does. <laughs> there are there are characters that I mean, like you know, there nobody those... is clamoring for Scorpio to come back from the dead. <laughs> I actually am. Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, but the the point being, you know, there's a lot of this stuff that who. Is this, gives a shit. Yeah, like this is great content if you're making con if you have to make content daily. Yeah, but it's if we're doing this once a week, we get to pick and choose. Right. Well, and also that's not the point. Like we cover news just to cover it. Yeah. Uh, that's not really what we're doing yeah. as such. So yeah, we could cut out news and it would be perfectly fine. It's just kind of like. It's stuff that is interesting to talk about. It's a decent lead-in before we get to yeah issues. Uh, I did want. I forgot to mention. I did want to talk about. We covered it briefly last week. Uh, that Kurt Busiek uh, and Alex Ross are working on a new series. It was then announced what it actually is. It's called The Marvels. Yep. And uh, it is a decade-spanning book. Um, Involving a number of different characters, Captain America, the original Human Torch, uh, a lot of the Liberty Legion, Punisher, uh, Arrow, and then a new character, blah blah blah, whatever. Um, Spider Man, of course. Spi well, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, you can't do a Marvel book without Spider Man. Yeah, no, not not something like that. Um, there, he's also working on a series with a different artist that I'm not going to remember so I apologize um that's a bunch of different either it's Marvel's Marvel's possessive spotlight on character X the snapshots snapshots that's what it is and uh that's a different thing yeah and people apparently are having 
some confusion on that, which yeah. of course they are. Well, and then it was confusing to me. Also, I thought it was a snap because they Marvel used to do this kind of crap all the time, where they would do like four or five lead-ins, one shots on different characters doing different things before we do the actual book, whatever it is. Right. And I can understand people being kind of confused at Marvel's snapshots, and then it's like. Okay, so this is a lead into the other thing? No, 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 no. We're just talking about Namor now. Okay. And then they yeah. also have Marvel's X, which is going currently. Oh. Uh, which is a... It is a bridge between Marvel's and Earth X. So, anyway. All right. Um, but, yeah. So, that's cool. I like Kurt Music. Sure. Uh... He is, he is one of those people who reliably offers up, you know, good it, stories. Uh-huh. And, uh, so yeah. Um, next, there's the union that a lot of people are pooping their pampers over. Um, the union is a new book coming that is going to involve, uh, that is going to involve a lot of... So, the actual... The promo image has Union Jack and then a bunch of new characters, each from a different UK country. So there's one from Northern Ireland, one from Wales, one from Scotland, one from England, and then Union Jack, who's leading the team. Um, And a lot of people... A lot of people are upset because, you know... The UK is in a state of flux because of Brexit and like, you know, there's a lot of question of what countries are actually going to be part of the UK. Yeah, Scotland might not be there in six months. Yeah, so uh, there's a lot of that. Plus, like, there was a... um, They took the promo image and they split it up into the individual characters and like on the Union Jack one, so each one has uh, their name, what country they're from, and then, you know, something about them. Um, so yeah, the problem is that the Union Jack one says Union Jack, England, uh, and then like, he's not even sure which country he's fighting for, uh, and... He's going to find out, or something like that. Um, the thing about it is, so... Uh, it is... First of all, Union Jack... When it said England, that's the country he's from. Right. Union Jack, whatever costume he wears or name he has, he's an, he's an Englishman. Yeah. Like... Whether or not he's supposed to be representing England alone is a different story. But he is an Englishman wearing a costume. Um, The other thing is, a lot of the concerns that... uh, And I can't... Paul Grist? Is that right? Uh, Who's Uh, writing it? Yeah. Paul Grist, yes. Yeah. Uh, Paul Grist has said, you know, there were all of the... When Marvel posted a thing about Union Jack, 
Uh, a lot of people in the comments were just like, bah, 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 bah. England or the UK is more than just England. Bah. Like, this is a really bad time to do something like that and all of this stuff. And Paul Grist is just like, we're going to we're going to cover that. Like, just I know, <laughs> but like. Just hold on. <laughs> Don't you think I know that? Like, uh, I imagine, is this man... Uh, yeah, it says British. This man is British. I think he knows. Yeah, I don't know. I We all kind of know. The thing about <laughs> it is, I, the one of the news stories I saw about it was from the Telegraph. And they were talking about how, like... Uh, that people are people are reacting because they feel it's political... And it's just like, it's a book about English characters post-Brexit. Yeah, it's probably going to touch on something. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Um, the best comics have no politics. Never. Never. Ever. ever. Watchmen. <laughs> that famously <laughs> apolitical <laughs> comic book. Um, yeah. Oh, God. Uh, Keep it out of my cape comics. Fuck you, man. They've been in your cape comics forever. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so, so yeah. yeah, that sounds interesting, actually. Yeah. I, I don't know. We'll see. It's it's one of those things, like, there have been a lot of attempts to do this sort of thing before. Yeah. Uh, they've done it with Captain Britain. They've done it with Pete Wisdom. They've done it with, you know, on and on and on. And I'm not... I'm not down on it. Those some of those books have been really good, depending on whether Chris Claremont was writing them. But and which era of Chris Claremont <laughs> you were getting? Well, right, because <laughs> old school Excalibur, I like. Yeah, exactly. Um, That's what I was gonna say. But like, then like he was doing new Excalibur, and it was just like, oh, and Jim Jaspers is here now. Cool. Yeah. Um. But anyway, <laughs> uh, the other the other bit of news we have is so. We're getting more information about the Falcon and Winter Soldier show that Disney Plus is going to do. And this actually makes me even more excited than I was, because I was excited about Zemo. Sure. Um, especially in light of the rumors about Thunderbolts. I was just like, yeah, let's fucking do it. Yeah. Um, let's get nuts. <laughs> you want to get nuts? <laughs> let's get nuts. Um but the uh, the thing about it is so what it's look at what it's shaping up to be is that in the in the wake of Endgame, Falcon is unsure about taking over the mantle of Captain America. Oh, I uh, I don't understand. <laughs> uh, but then he he meets Isaiah Bradley, who's going to be appearing apparently. And learns the actual history of Captain America, and if you're if you're unfamiliar with Isaiah Bradley, um, either because you've never read Young Avengers or you've never read is it Red, White, and Truth? I think it is the series he originally appeared in. Um, <coughs> excuse me. The uh, the thing about. Um, him is that it is kind of the Tuskegee experiments, red, white, and black. Sorry. Oh, okay. 
Uh, Red, White, and Black, number one, was, uh, yeah. Um, but the, it, well, sorry, it's Truth, Red, White, and Black. That's where I was getting the truth from. Yeah. Um, the upshot of it is that, you know, it's the Tuskegee experiments by way of Captain America. So uh, they tested... They tested it on a black soldier first, and it did not, it didn't really go super well. Um, They were kind of working out the kinks before they, before they tested it on one of their precious white men. So, um, yeah, Um, Isaiah Bradley is, is an interesting character. Uh, Red, White, and Black is really good. Um, even though I couldn't remember its name for a minute there, but that's just because I have a shitty memory. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a very good series. Uh, and so the the idea... It's, it's a strong thing to be drawing from to begin with. And it makes me way more excited for this show than I already was. Uh... So, yeah, I guess the only question now is what they're going to do with Loki and uh, how what how they'll give me get me to give a shit about that. Loki's so. the one. Loki. Yeah, you're right. I guess Loki is the one. I'm equally I'm kind of pretty excited about all of them. Loki's the one that I guess if you had to tell me to rank if you made me rank them, it would probably be WandaVision. Uh Cat or Falcon Winter Soldier and then Loki. And yeah, like because my level know, of excitement. I don't know anything about what they're doing with Loki. Yeah. So it's hard to because Loki is one of those characters he can be done really well. Yep. Or he can just be kind of shit. What was that who was writing that series? That was the Donny Kate series Loki, right? Which one? Oh shit. Right before and now I'm blanking on the even the events name. Uh, we mashed the ultimate. We murdered the ultimate universe. Oh, and we murdered all the universes and mashed them together. Secret, Secret Wars. Wars. Right um, before Secret Wars, it wasn't Donny Cates on a on that was Loki that book? Donny Cates. I don't know. <coughs> I'd have that to but was that the one where he was an agent of? Uh... He was dabbling in being an agent of, of Shield. Well, there was one. There was one where he was being sent on missions by Freya. Yeah, uh, and that one was pretty good. And then the the Daniel Kibblesmith series that was just recently canceled was really good as well. Um, so yeah, so I'm I I enjoy the character of Loki. And, uh, generally speaking, I enjoy MCU Loki. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yep. Anyway, comics. Comics. Uh, let's get to that. Um, we begin this week with Fantastic Four. Already in progress. Number 173, which is written by Roy Thomas, penciled by John Bushima, inked by Joe Sinnott, uh... Colored by Phil Rachelson, lettered by Joe Rosen, and edited by Roy Thomas. Um, the thing, when we left off, the thing had just defeated the Destroyer. Um, 
But <laughs> what I really like is, like, he's just like, yeah, I defeated your guy. And Galactus is like, you didn't really do... I mean, I was animating the destroyer armor with, like, a small part of myself. And all I did was withdraw it because this serves no purpose. <laughs> you didn't actually win anything. And, uh... He's like, but I, but I beat it. He's like, yeah. no, no. Fine. Yeah. And they, uh, he jumps at him. Oh, and back on the ship, uh, Gore and the other FF members give us the rundown of how the hell we got here. Basically, Galactus is coming to eat Counter-Earth, uh, which has the protection of the High Evolutionary and a some of his new men and yeah we're not going into what counter earth is again yeah if if <sighs> wikipedia exists we've been over it several times now um we'll have to go over it again once we get to heroes reborn so it's fine um so yeah thing attacks galactus and gets knocked back um and then um, he gets straight up blasted through by Galactus, which plants him again. And this is, this goes on, and finally Hulk or Hulk thing gives up, basically passes out because he's been knocked around and he's running out of air. Yeah, he he starts trying to tunnel, so he's on the little planetoid that is the High Evolutionary's lab. He tries to start tunneling his way into it. Um, and in trying to do so, runs out of air. Uh, Reed then stretches one of his arms through. We get a moment where Sue is just like, are you sure you don't want to use both hands? And Reed's like, no, no, one will do. Uh, he, he does not want to tell her he cannot stretch the other one at all. Um, so... Excuse me. They they managed to pull Thing back into the ship, get the helmet off. Thing has survived. Hooray. Um, and then Galactus is just like, whatever, I got my shit to do. So he and his machinery touch down on Counter-Earth and uh, begin work. Um, we kind of get... We kind of get a recap of like... Galactus's whole thing, um, but he and the High Evolutionary kind of argue about Counter-Earth, and uh, High Evolutionary's just like, no, I created Counter-Earth, it's mine, and uh, Galactus's response basically boils down to, the fuck you gonna do about it? <laughs> um, to High Evolutionary, he's really like, I don't care. <laughs> like, I, I love... That's one of the things about this story that I did enjoy is that we get to see what it's like when two, you know, Omega level power, universal cosmic powers actually butt heads. And it's not as the result isn't as cool as I wanted it to be, but it's still fun to be like, ooh, who would win? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Galactus. Galactus. Every time. <laughs> Absolutely every time. But um, um, I think that's also because High Evolutionary doesn't have enough time to prepare. And Are you pulling the Batman card? 
No. <laughs> Fuck. I was. <laughs> On accident. Alright, so the thing... The, the, the issue, issue boils down to... The plot point boils down to... Galactus is like, well, wait a minute. I'll give you three days... And maybe we can get maybe we can get get around this. Was it three? No, he gives them twenty four hours. Oh, okay. I'll give you twenty four hours, but maybe we can get around this. Either a, you bring me a planet, just any. I don't that unwillingly or right. Yeah, because he says you either present me a planet that I can feed on, whether they want to or not. Mm-hmm. You find a planet that is willing to be consumed, or. I eat Counter-Earth. Yeah. So, the High Evolutionary works quick, and he's like, okay, I found three possibilities. We're going to split up. And so he sends... uh, He sends Gore and Johnny to the first planet. He sends Reed and Ben to the second one. And then the third one... Seems highly unlikely. There doesn't seem to be any life, even though it's technically capable of supporting it. Yeah, for so, some reason, he's like, obviously there's some malfunction in my in my new device. I can't, I don't think we should do ascend after this one. Right. Um, so. Uh, and so they're like, okay. So they make the teams, and Sue is to remain behind. Uh, and Sue's just like, uh, you're the worst, Reed. And he's like, no, Sue... You are our contingency. I need you to stay here because you're the only one I trust to do this. In case one of us gets fucked, I need you come in as Calvary. That's that's what I... But I need you to be able to monitor both of us. Right. Both teams. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, we start... Reed and Ben are teleported to a planet of living robots. Uh, and... They're just like, okay, uh, cool, take us to your leader. And uh, it turns out to be Torgo, whom Thing had had a run-in with back in the day, uh, where he he and others were forced to uh, compete in an, in an arena um, by the Skrulls, and... Torgo was made to fight because they had a ray pointed at his homeworld and would destroy it if he did not agree to uh, fight. Thing had managed to help him, um, and uh, he had, you know, so he owes he owes Thing a debt of gratitude as it is. Uh, Thing and Reed are just like we're looking for a planet. <laughs> I love yeah. this because they're like they they explain it and you can almost it's sort it's the panel skips so we don't have to watch them explain the thing that we already know right but when it comes back they're both just looking like yeah this sounds really really bad when we but I but I say it out loud I don't I don't know why we thought this would work and Torgo's like yeah I'm gonna have to ask you to to actually. I'm going to have to ask you to stay here. Yeah. And and Reed and Johnny, or Reed and Ben are like, what? No, we got to go. Yeah. It's like, no. Torgo, Torgo, so Reed and Ben realize what it is they're asking, and they're like, 
never mind, we're just going to go. Torgo's like, yeah, I, I can't let you go. Uh, and they're like, excuse me? And he's and Torgo quite reasonably says, listen, like, I know you're good guys, but if it comes down to it, I can't count on the fact that you're not going to tell Galactus to come here. Um, and so... Uh, he and his he and his robots attempt to uh, attempt to detain them, and they do because first of all, because Reed and Ben are kind of pulling their punches somewhat. Yeah. Uh, but ultimately, just because they're overwhelmed. Um, and I do I do find it interesting because in the course of things we do find out that there were at one point humanoid life. Yeah, like organisms yeah. that came up on Mecca. Um and uh they all, however, died out. Um and so now all that's left is it's it's very uh Depending on which, depending on which version you're going with, it's semi transformersy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, so, meanwhile, we have Gore and the Human Torch who arrive on this planet uh, just in time to see a, a damsel in distress being beset by a dragon. Uh, which is then fought by a, a knight on a horse and blah, blah, blah. Several dudes with javelins. And when we say damsel in distress, it's straight up damsel in distress, pointy hat, veil. Yeah, the whole cone thing. hat with the yeah. little, yeah, uh, all of it. Like, yeah. Um, so they're fighting a dragon. Johnny and Human Torch, or Johnny and Human Torch. Johnny <laughs> and Gore save the girl and bring and you know chase off the dragon and uh bring jesus to the jawas yeah all of that. Oh, the whole thing and uh are admiring their work while the knights come up behind them and just go plonk because they're a giant talking ape and a boy who can catch on fire right like At we find nominally, out nominally yeah we, we find, find out, out later blah 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 but like it Given the situation as we know it at this point, yeah, you're a witch. Yeah. Like, yeah. this is, you get plonked and then burned. That's what happens. Yeah. So, uh, and then at the end, you know, we have Sue and the High Evolutionary just being like, ah, god damn it. Uh, so Fantastic Four number 174 is colored by Janice Cohen. Um, time is running out. Um, and the High Evolutionary is kind of losing his shit. Yeah, because <laughs> High Evolutionary is kind of all over the map uh, because he was going to destroy Counter-Earth and Warlock had to, like, fight him to keep him from doing it. Hold me and back, then, bro. <laughs> and then, like, now he's just like, I'm going to fight one of the fundamental forces of the universe to save this planet that a year ago... I was going to destroy myself. Uh, so, you know. He's, like, fucking vehement about it. I'm going to physically punch Galactus in the face until he goes away. Yeah. And that's like, 
That's like punching a hurricane and, t- and hoping it'll go away. Yep. It doesn't really work that way. I did it once. Yeah? Yeah. Did it work? Yeah. Really? But, you know, you not, every, you not everybody is me. <laughs> Twice? <laughs> Actually, it's my fault. <laughs> oh, Jesus. No. You punched the hurricane no, into we, Puerto Rico. We need to stop now. Yeah, we do. Uh, anyway, so the uh, the upshot of this is Sue is like, we've got to help the others. And High Evolutionary is like, yeah, I got shit to do. Yeah. And like, he, they have a confrontation. She turns invisible and then the High Evolutionary is just like, whatever. <laughs> And just goes stomping off to deal with shit. She turns invisible and gets in the transporter and is hoping to send herself to either team. Yeah. Right? She doesn't She doesn't care. Unfortunately, the machine is still set to the last planet, the airless, empty one. And she pops out there and is like, oh, crap. Yeah. The only thing that really saves her is the fact that when she teleported, she kind of brought along yeah, she, a bubble of air with her. So she puts a, a force field around herself and is like, I, I got five minutes, let's make them count. Yeah. Um, so then we check back in with Reed and Ben. They're imprisoned by Torgo. Um, this is where we find out that there were once people on yeah. this planet. Uh, and now, like... They had, they had destroyed all plant life on their planet and replaced it with synthetic versions that were supposed to be better. But then something happened and those all died out. So they all just died. Remember um, to diversify. Yeah. Um, so Torgo's like, okay, well, I'm going to go off and leave you unguarded and uh, do some stuff that I need to do over there. I'm sure um, this will be fine. By the way, that over there, that building right there is, uh, that's the power source for like our entire planet. That's our whole uh, race. Like if you turn uh, turn that off, we all just fall down. We go out like a light. And, uh, but uh, you know, you're out of, you're not in a position to capitalize on that information at all. So, uh, bye. Bye. So they leave and Reed's just like, so you're going to get out now or what? And Ben's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, dude, you're in a suit. It's bigger than you. The clamps are around the suit itself. Torgo does not know you're back to human form. Like, just get out of the suit. Well, and the whole thing is like, um, the it's, ma- it's okay, so, yeah, also the, ma- the mechanism they're strapped to is magnetic to human flesh. Okay, uh, and he's like, you've already got the suit between you and your human flesh, just get out. And he's like, oh, okay, and he does. And then he lets Reed out, and then they get attacked by robots. But they're pulling their punches, well, they're supposed to be pulling their punches, and uh, Thing accidentally, oh no, that was in the previous that issue. That was in the previous issue, yeah, Ben accidentally scragged a, a they- robot. Um, but... Yeah. Blah, 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 run, 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 go face Torgo in the machine building, or in the on-off switch building, Reed takes off, gets to the switch, everybody falls down. Yeah. And uh, they have a bit it of It hurts a... him, though. He he is sort of taxed to his current limits in trying, because he stretches his 
left arm to try and reach, and one of the robots grabs it, and so he winds up having to stretch his fingers, and he's just like, ah, it hurts, it hurts, it hurts, it hurts. Yeah. Um, but he's able to turn them off, and then he and he and Reed are, or he and Ben are left there, and they're just like, this isn't right. Like, yeah, I feel shitty. I just wanted to leave. Fuck. Yeah. So um, they turn it on. They turn every, all they they turn the machine back on, and Torgo lets them leave. Yeah, Torgo, Torgo again, eminently reasonable is just like you could have shut it off and then left. The fact that you turned us back on, you know, that says a lot. Uh, so we're gonna go ahead and let you go, and we'll just have to trust in you guys being good dudes. Yeah, and please uh, don't tell Galactus where we are. Thank you. Yeah, but then time. Time kind of comes and they're just like, uh, where is it? Like, where, where's the, where's the portal yeah, home? Aren't we supposed to be transported home now? Yeah. Oh, no. Um, and now they're trapped. So then we switch to the, the, uh, team of Gore and Johnny. Johnny, uh, is in a tub full of water and, uh, Gore is chained to the wall. And, uh, it's then that the ostensible king comes in and he's just like, yes, yes, okay, well, you of course have to die (laughs) and everything. And they're just like, let us fight for our existence. And the king's like, yeah, that's kind of what I planned on. Duh, that's what we were gonna do. So they give Gore a suit of armor and put him on a horse and uh, he, he's made to joust. He's made to joust <laughs> because, of course, if you have if you have an elevated ape, you put them in a suit of armor, <laughs> and you have them joust. Like what else is this duh? For? Uh, and then, as soon as he's done jousting, he which he does very well. Um, well, he gets hit and would have gotten knocked off by the Black Knight or whatever it is. Uh, but he flips back into the seat mm-hmm. and comes back around and hits the dude. And he's just like, ha we won. And the king's just like, well, that's not all there is. That's the first part. God, do you guys need to chill? Are you... Any amount of patience would be, you know, helpful. Yeah. Uh, and they bring the dragon that they were fighting earlier into town. Like, what is wrong with you people? Uh, and the, of course the dragon lets loose and uh, is go- rushing the king to kill him and he, the king shouts kill him you fools with your lasers and the knights surrounding him have laser rifles and uh, shoot the dragon dead and then Gore's like what the fuck and yeah. the king's like well alright we're scrolls. Yeah, so we'd encountered a world already that was, you know, very Star Trekian in that it's gangster planet, uh, but it turned out that it was scrolls. And now it's medieval world and it's scrolls. So basically, if it turns out if you can shapeshift and you have a galaxy spanning empire, 
you basically go full Westworld. I was um, like, how bored do you have to be? <laughs> right? <laughs> like, I can shapeshift and, and part of a galaxy spanning empire. Uh, Might as well relive the <laughs> yeah. history of a species that is our enemies. Yeah, the history of a species that I fucking hate. Yeah. Um, because so, every time we try to murder them, they kill our planets. <laughs> uh, so it turns out that uh, the the damsel that they rescued from the dragon in the last issue is basically like an information. She's like Jan- She's like a proto Janet from the Good Place <laughs> in that she's a computer whose entire existence is designed to keep this whole thing up and that the last actual denizen of the planet they're on is the dragon that was just slaughtered and they're just like well that's our fun great and so they all just fuck off and leave uh johnny and gore on the planet and they're in the same boat as reed and ben is that nobody's coming to get them man fuck these scrolls yeah. You know what? Fuck fuck these scrolls. I wish they would have fed these scrolls to Galactus. Mm-hmm. Story over. They just come they just are like, you know what? Medieval one. I bet it's scrolls. Yeah. It's probably scrolls. Fuck it. Yep. So uh the issue ends and like everybody on Counter Earth is just like, What the fuck is that? And it's Galactus and he's Doing stuff. And then the high evolutionary shows up and he's like, I'm your size now. Let's fight. Um, Oh, counter-earth New Yorkers. You're so cute. You don't know anything. Because they ostensibly don't have heroes on this planet. Heroes or villains on this planet. Which means when Galactus shows up, it's like, it's fucking God. (laughs) (laughs) Why is God wearing such a weird hat? (laughs) Whereas if if Galactus showed up on regular ass Earth New York, the New Yorkers there are just like, meh, Eh, Tuesday. (laughs) Yeah. So, um... So that brings us to Fantastic Four number 175, which is inked by Joe Bashima. Um, so, yeah. So where we stand currently, Sue is trapped on the airless rock. Reed and Ben are trapped on Mecca. Um, Johnny and Gore are trapped on the Skrull pleasure planet. And then... Uh, the High Evolutionary is getting ready to fight Galactus. Um, the the High Evolutionary tries initially to just be like, look, you don't have to do this. We can figure something else out. And Galactus is like, did they find another world? And the High Evolutionary is like, I mean, no. <laughs> and Galactus is like, well, them's were the deals. I'm nothing if not Galactus. <laughs> I I have done my best to accommodate you, but I'm Galactus. I gotta feed, bro. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah. So the High Evolutionary is just like, then we gotta fight. And uh, uh, in the course of this... High Evolutionary actually puts up an okay fight. For, yeah. For being a giant nerd. 
<laughs> like, both literally and figuratively. He is just the universe's biggest nerd. And Stop it, Galactus. <laughs> don't break my train set. Um, he... He does manage to put up a pretty de- a decent enough fight against Galactus. Well, what I what I love is he fires a de-evolution ray at Galactus and is just like, you'll revert back to whatever you were before or something. And does not count on Galactus just ducking. <laughs> so Galactus blasts him and blasts him into the negative zone. Um, also... What, what are you going to... Div- I mean, I know we know a lot more about what Galactus is now because 30 years. Yeah. But, like, what 40. do you think... Well, 40. But what do you think... Uh, what do you think Galactus... Galactus doesn't devolve into anything but do- Galactus. Yeah. That would have been really fun. Yeah. If he would have hit him and Galactus is just like, yeah, this is it. I don't <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. So, uh... He then calls his machines, and he's just like, let's do it. So, at this point... Seemingly out of nowhere. Yeah. Reed and Ben are abruptly trans... Trans... Transported to Earth. Um, Well, counter-Earth. At which point, suddenly, Johnny and Gore show up. So they, of course, try to fight Galactus... Um, and, uh, excuse me, um, they, they have a bit of a knockdown drag out. They manage uh, to pull, pull Galactus off the side of the building and Galactus is like, okay, no, and he falls and then like, cause he controls his own gravity apparently. Then he was just like, so he just falls into air. And just lays there. Yeah, for a he minute, just looks at him and, is like, and then stops, and he's just like, "Oh man, you thought you had something there." Um, but like, thing mounts off to him, and Galactus is just like, "You know what? Fuck you!" And zaps him. I love this. And he's like, "What the hell was that?" And he's like, "You made my suit a little more snug." Oh darn! And yep. Galactus is just like, eh, you, "You'll find out. You will you'll wait, find out. You wait on that." <laughs> just just wait just wait um you're gonna love it i swear johnny uh, johnny attempts to go nova but it's galactus it doesn't galactus travels through space and like you know yeah sits on suns like <laughs> he, I, don't, I don't know what galactus does like he's always either like eating or finding his next meal so i don't know what i don't really know what galactus does when he's just eaten and like does he cop a squat somewhere and just be like, oh man, uh, I shouldn't have had that moon. Oh. I think... I'm the, gonna be feeling that. The The idea is definitely that he's like a great white shark. He's either eating or finding something to eat. But he also uh, has a robust library. <laughs> um, Whatever. Sue um, shows up and saves everybody because... Sue's awesome. And <laughs> Whoa. But I the thing that I love is at one point they all they all rush her to hug her. And she's just like, whoa, presume much? Uh but she she tells Galactus about uh 
the third world that she wound up on. Um, Indeed. It was actually populated, and she managed to get everybody to agree. And they, so, like, he, she's, like, attuning your senses to this world, and they're just like, hey, come and eat us, buffet's open. (laughs) And Galactus is like, oh, okay, I see no reason to distrust this. And so he boards his ship and fucks off. And so then suddenly the high evolutionary finds his way back from the negative zone. Nerd. Um, and uh, he's he's just like, what did I miss? What's going on? And they're like, well, this is what happened. And so um, so they get, they, they get back into high evolutionary's lab and start monitoring the planet just as Galactus arrives. Galactus goes down and is like, you're sure everybody's... And nobody's actually going to fight me on this one. God damn it, I really... It's been a day. Uh, And he sets up his machines and all of the people on this planet are just going about their day. Not even really pausing to look at the giant purple man that just showed up out of nowhere. Which, you'd think... Like, look... If a 40-foot tall man... I I get accepting... (laughs) What's about to happen. But I find it odd that everybody's just going about their day as though nothing's different. Uh, and and I, we find out why. But I'm just saying, like, it, may, it makes no sense even from a, like, diversionary standpoint. Because if I'm Galactus and a planet has agreed to allow me to devour them. Right. And I show up and everybody's, like, just, like bank managers like approving loans and like the grocer is over here bagging groceries and like you know the the accountant is doing taxes and stuff like that i'm not going to trust that i know i'm going to know some like if if it, it, it if people be... know the end is coming i'm expecting a giant planet-wide orgy or at least melancholia right like everybody just sort of gives up yeah just like Never mind. Whatever. I guess loans. There's no future. Just call up the bank and be like, sir, I'm not coming in today. Yeah. Because of the guy in the sky. Yeah. Did you hear about that? By the way, I hate you. I've always hated you. Uh, And I am excited that even though our world has to die, you will be dying as well. (laughs) You unrepentant pig. He, yeah. Yeah. Okay. See you in hell. Bye. <laughs> We're all going. Um, so he go. Galactus sets it up and devours the planet. And it doesn't take very long. But then there's some weird feedback, and oh no, oh no, he screams, and it's bad. He yeah. collapses. There's an error. There's something wrong. Uh, it looks like he's dying. Hooray! And Ben's like. Maybe he ate something that didn't agree with him. And Ben's reads like, Ben! Jesus Christ! He's like, yeah. well, what do you want? Guy tries to make a snack out of your planet. Don't exactly get send him a get well card. He's like, yeah. High Evolutionary's like, yeah, yeah. But, uh... This shouldn't be happening. I'm, I'm a giant nerd and I need to know why. Because... Yeah. And... So... He monitors, continues to monitor Galactus, 
who shrinks and shrinks and shrinks until he's just a giant brain. And then the brain explodes. So? Okay, but High Evolutionary does this? Well, yeah, High Evolutionary (laughs) is like... We're a lot alike in a lot of ways. So he tries to... uh, He tries to save Galactus by speeding up his evolution. Which, again, it's Galactus. He's kind of what he is. It's... Yeah. So... He mutates him into a giant brain. uh, But then the brain explodes. Um, And so everybody's just like, Oh. Well, so much for Galactus, I guess. Um... At this point, another Sue comes in, and uh, they're all like, what the fuck? At which point, the Sue that had reappeared on Counter-Earth turns into the Impossible Man. The thing about it is, so, ostensibly, Impossible Man, when he shapeshifts, is only able to, like, he can change his shape, but the colors remain the same. If he had changed to Sue, he would have still been purple and green. But whatever. That's what we're doing now. Uh, Though ostensibly, the fact that he's called the Impossible Man should imply that nothing is in fact impossible. But whatever. Uh, He explains that that was his planet (laughs) he just destroyed. Um, And he... One member of his race is the same as all members of his race. Yeah. Uh, So... It's essentially a hive mind kind of thing where one member shares the memories and experiences of all... of the entire race. So it doesn't matter if the whole planet got blown up because he's still alive... or this one impossible man is still around. Yeah. So recreating the civilization is not it's time but it's not hard yeah it's uh whatever and that's what killed galactus is because he essentially ate nothing yeah so that doesn't really like add up but whatever (laughs) it's it's the impossible man as soon as the impossible man shows up you basically go well whatever Whatever we're we're saying must must be true. It's all true. So it, you're just including. We didn't really know how to fix this. We made a we made a boo boo <laughs> by transporting everybody and then taking the guy out of the transport room. And uh, yeah, I guess it's the Impossible Man. Whatever. All right. But in the end, Impossible Man's just like so. Since my planet is destroyed. And I'm the only member of my species left. You have to adopt me. And it's like, I don't think that's how it works. But whatever. Uh, Gore decides he's going to stay with High Evolutionary. They all go to make their way home. Uh, On the way home, Ben is like, Oh man, this suit is really getting... What the fuck? Uh, So he takes off the helmet and he begins to transform... And it turns out that shot Galactus hit him with uh, was actually transforming him back into the thing. 
pure so, cosmic rays that yeah. just made him the thing again. So, uh, I feel like this the storyline has had some really interesting things that were kind of let down. Yeah. Uh, because, like, Galactus coming for Counter-Earth was cool. Yeah. Um... <sighs> The the resolution of it was not so great. The mecha store like side quest was cool. I yeah I, I really liked that liked, one. I really it's really balanced. At, it kind of balances out somewhat because the scroll stuff is kind of crap, and the mecha stuff is really good. Yeah. So overall, the side questing results in eh, okay. okay. <laughs> like you're like uh well, at least the. The Gore and Johnny storyline part is short. Yeah. Yeah, we spend way less time with them than we do with Reed and Ben because yeah. there's a lot less there there. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, not, not bad. Um, I have to admit, so I am not the biggest fan of Fantastic Four. I'm fairly, right. I'm, I'm fairly public about that. I have to admit that I actually had fun overall. With this storyline. Yeah. And I don't know... I'll have to think a little bit about what it was to put... Like, to put my finger on why. But I I did have fun with this story. And that's that's good. Yeah. Uh, so, alright. Incredible Hulk number 205 uh, is written by Len Wein, penciled by Herb Trimpey. Inked by Joe Staten, colored by Glynis Ween, lettered by John Costanza, and edited by Len Ween. We're at a kind of point right now where every book is edited by the person writing it. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. Mostly. So it's just kind of a bit redundant. It's, I picked a bad time to start listing the editors, but whatever. Um... Bruce and Jarella are shopping, and they're, like, out having a good time, and Jarella's just like, whatever, like, I'm green, but fuck it. And, uh... She's great. Yeah. Like, the thing... So, I started reading this issue, and I was in the kitchen, and, um... My... In the kitchen with my girlfriend, she's looking at something else on the internet, and I was like, when they say that this is set in Santa Fe... And I was like, clearly this, and Santa Fe is a place that my my girlfriend's mom lives there, and uh, this is Albuquerque, not Santa Fe. I'm sorry. The, okay. artist, the artist here has never been to Santa Fe. <laughs> um, and the... Okay. I'm just telling you. They, but I'm t- t- telling her about that, and we're having to laugh about how this is not what Santa Fe looks like, and uh, they... And she's like, who's the green lady? And I'm like, the green lady is uh, Jarella. She's awesome. She's fantastic. She's doing all these really great things with Bruce and the Hulk. She loves them both equally. She doesn't even understand. Like, first things first, they're walking along and she gets whistled at by some dudes in an alley. Some toughs. And Bruce is like, you you know, you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. I hate that. You wouldn't want me to bring that out that side of myself. He very much others the Hulk. And Jarella's like, why would you say that? Because to her, she, they are one entity. Yeah. And she loves both. But she loves 
this that entity and uh don't let him take me over um and she's like why would you why would you put it that way and he's like i'm sorry when they just they end up walking away going to get ice cream and all that um but i thought it was <coughs> it was really funny the way that they described it so yeah um or no it was fun it's uh it sucked later it's because I was touting up how awesome Jarella is, and then two issues from now happens. And Ertz, is, is it this issue? Uh, I think it's next. Yeah. Well, so... We'll, we'll get there. There, there is a... <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> there is a shadowy figure, which ordinarily, when we get a shadowy figure... <coughs> excuse me god it's, uh it's either the leader or you know the tinkerer or it's somebody master. we know yeah and they are trying to obfuscate that point um but then um it turns out it's not um it's not anybody yeah um so the the thing about it is the this shadowy figure um is rebuilding the crypto man and the crypto man first appeared in thor number 174 um and was a prototype for an army that this dude would take over the world with, but that never happened. And this shadowy figure found this crypto man and is restoring it um, and pumping it full of power. And he brings it back to life. And hooray, the crypto man lives. Meanwhile, back at Hulkbuster base, uh, Glenn Talbot is stewing about his broken personality and his rapidly splintering marriage yeah and betty comes up on the on the ceiling or on the roof that he's on and is like you need to talk to me like i don't even care what we talk about i would love to talk about whatever's going on in your head but please talk to me and she and he can't um and that sucks. So we skip to or back to Santa Fe, and power the crypto man or Bruce and uh, Drella are leaving some shop. Um, haha, the lady was green, and um, crypto man bursts out of a bank or bursts into a bank, rips the vault off, vault door off, and starts stealing a bunch of money. I guess. Um, and he plows through the other side of the bank and is like, oh shit, or Bruce and Drella are there, of course, and they're like, oh shit, why can't we just be kept alone, left alone? Um, Crypto Man's like, I'm going to... Oh yeah, he sees Drella and is like, hey, she's green like the Hulk, 
and if she's ha- and if her strength is like is also like that of the Hulk, I must have it. And he goes to siphon her. Or no, this is the dude. The yeah, dude. the crypto man is just raging. Yeah, uh, the the shadowy figure controlling the crypto man is like she's green, Hulk green. Put two two together, meh. So yeah. So, so the crypto man goes after Jarella. Bruce is like, get behind me. Turns into the Hulk and starts bashing the crypto man. They go back and forth. Um, in the course of their fight, a wall gets blasted and a kid is about to be killed. Jarella, being who she is, cannot allow this to happen, so she shoves the kid out of the way, at which point the wall falls on her. Hulk sees this and is just like, Jarella! Uh, goes to dig her out. While he is doing so, the Crypto Man attacks, at which point Hulk loses his shit and just starts beating the ever-loving shit out of the Crypto Man. Um, It's fantastic. And destroys it. Um, And once he destroys it, it sends a feedback loop through, back through the channel that was powering him somehow, destroying the lab that the shattery figure was in and we get editor text that's or narrative text that's just like and we'll never know who the hell that was because he's dead now yeah it's like damn book well yeah because i i was expecting this to be um you know a someone like yeah if it if it didn't turn out to be the leader or somebody like that then this would be ostensibly with the way this ends the creation of a new villain but then they're just like nope nope and it's not he's never <laughs> he's never shown up again so hulk digs Jarella out and she dies in his arms um <clears throat> Well, the, he takes her to. Well, she she, she passes out. He he, of course, is just like, ah, what am I doing, uh, or what do I do? So he takes her back to Hulkbuster Base, uh, and you know demands that they do something. Um, and everyone there is like, okay, okay, calm down, man. Just give her to us. We'll go try. But I gotta warn you, it does not look good. Right. And he, Samson comes back out here after a while. There's a panel here of Hulk, sad Hulk, sitting on a bench out in the waiting room. And it's fucking great. I, I mean that sincerely. And uh, Samson comes out after a while and is like, there was nothing we could do. Uh, she's She's gone. And Hulk's like, Jarella is dead? No. Fuck that. Not no. And proceeds to shred most of the building that he's in and bound off thinking for himself, no, no, fuck this. I'm going to go get the magician. Which I'm like, hell yeah. That's well, really good thinking on your part. He's, he's rampaging. Betty comes running up and she's like, they did everything they could do, but science can only do so much. Like... Science couldn't save her. I don't know what you want us to do. And it's at that point that he's just like, science couldn't do it. 
magic. So he goes off to find Doctor Strange. And uh, <laughs> I love this at the end. <coughs> Samson and Ross and Betty are standing there. And Samson's like, um, anybody know what he meant by that? And they're like, no. What the fuck? I have an uncomfortable feeling we're going to find out. I, the thing that I love is the idea, because he only says magician. Yeah. So, I like the idea that... <laughs> he comes back with a, a man in a top hat and a motor. <laughs> like thinks, he was at a thinks, kid's birthday party. He thinks all magicians are Doctor Strange level. <laughs> like, he just, he's like, well, he made coin appear from behind here, so... <laughs> Maybe he bring Jarella back? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so, Incredible Hulk number 206 is penciled by Sal Bashima. Um, so Hulk starts heading to New York. Um, He's attacked by some jets, and the jets... And he just straight up shreds them. And we... He's like, fuck you, I'm believing, bye. The pilots radio back to Ross, who are like, well, damn, okay, get ready for another wave. So they, and Samson's like, are you seriously going to throw more ordnance at the Hulk when it's when he is leaving? And Ross is like, I gotta get, I gotta get the Hulk, that's what I do. And the, Samson's like, are, is this how you define yourself? Yeah. And Ross is like, yeah, yes. I th- I think uh, this is really good. I think it is too. We, we have, up until now, Ross has been, you know, an under, a fairly understanding guy. Like, he's gone after the Hulk, but he's never, you know, he has ultimately always wanted what's best for Bruce, what's best for Betty, yeah. stuff like that. This is the first time we really kind of get into him being straight up obsessed with stopping the Hulk. And I like that Samson is there and just calls him on it like, what the fuck are you doing? And Ross is like, ah, man, I don't even know anymore. <laughs> and yeah, so Hulk arrives in Hudson New Bay York. somehow. Yeah, I'm not really sure. Like, I, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess if you're the Hulk and you don't really know directions, the easiest thing to do is head in the direction of east. Yeah. And then make your way up the coast. Yeah. To eventually, like, oh, Statue of Liberty, I'm here. Um, but so he, he winds up on top of the Statue of Liberty and a couple of plane or a couple of helicopters are just like, oh, look, the Hulk is on top of the Statue of Liberty. That's probably not good. Uh, we should do something about that. So they start firing nets and gas and stuff like that. The problem is the Hulk is just up here minding his own business. He was on his way somewhere and if they hadn't intervened, that would have been that. He would have been like, okay, okay on my way. But it's The dead. most damage that might have occurred is like some bending of the metal when he leaps off the top of the Statue of Liberty. 
Instead, he rips the torch and the hand off the statue and throws them through a plane. Yeah, through a, yeah, through a helicopter. Everybody goes, or possibly both helicopters, um, and the those pilots end up in the drink, and Hulk fucks off onto Manhattan Island, where he meets a hobo uh, who gives him alcohol, and then he runs away. Well, yeah, the, the thing that I like is... The, the the homeless guy is trying to do something nice. He's just like, you wanna, you wanna swig? And Hulk is just like, okay. <laughs> and so he takes a drink, and he's just like, ah, oh, you tried to poison Hulk! <laughs> like, you know. And uh, the guy's just like, nah, man, I just, it's the best I can afford. Like, um... We switch back to the southeast, or the southwest, sorry, where uh, Glenn is awakened in the middle of the night with a nightmare. Betty tries to talk to him, and he's just like, I, I don't know, I I was having a nightmare about the gremlin. I don't re- there's really no way she you can understand. And she's like, well, it'd be nice if you'd give me the chance. And... Uh, so ultimately, like, they both just kind of are left awake with their thoughts. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting. I've said before, I only know Glenn Talbot as further down the road where he's an abusive prick. So it's interesting to kind of see this develop wherein like you know they were happy and now like there were splinters appearing in their marriage and And it's not it's outside influences too yeah yeah um so the the hulk arrives at the sanctum sanctorum there's an energy field that won't allow him in so he decides to just sit and wait Um, i think this panel of him under the streetlight is also really fun. Yeah, it is. It's it's another very sad Hulk moment, and it works really well. Um, we switch back to the Southwest, and uh, Samson is outside working out, and Clay Quartermain rolls up, and he's just like, hey. Uh, <laughs> hey, I'm a smarmy dick. Yeah. Um... <clears throat> The, I don't, um, what do they even talk about here? Quartermain is Quartermain is just like so. The Hulk. What are we gonna do about that? And Simpson's like, well, we, what we need to do is help him. The Hulk needs help. He just had a major trauma with the woman he loved dying. Like, yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh Quartermain then is called away because I believe they discovered that the Hulk is in New York. Yeah. Um, the the <sighs> thing that I the thing that's the thing that's really frustrating here is so we switch back to the Hulk. The NYPD has wisely set up a a uh, a perimeter around him to keep anybody from getting in, and so they can just kind of keep an eye on the situation. Uh, if it were me, I would have someone with uh, iron pampers on 
to walk up and just be like, hey, Hulk, we know you want to be left alone. That's not, we're not here to trouble you. We are here, we're here to keep people out. We're here to keep people away from you. They don't bother you. Yeah. You do what you need to do. Uh, but then, like, one of the, one of the random dudes... One of the in, cops in, in SWAT gear. Yeah, he he's, like, sweating bullets. And the Hulk is just like, why are you here? And the guy goes, ah, he's attacking! And shoots. Wings the Hulk, which, of course, sets the Hulk the fuck off. Um... And, uh, so he starts rampaging. No one is available to deal yeah, with it. We like get they, a, we get a, we get a brief, uh, panel here that the Fantastic Four are gone, presumably still, or yeah, it says they're still on their transit from counter earth right. to here. And, uh, the Avengers are out of town too. Um, yeah, with... This somebody calls Jarvis. The mayor calls, or the commissioner calls Jarvis, and is like, "Yeah, they're not here. Sorry, I'll let them know." Uh, although it won't be hard to see. Yeah, Hulk got just continues to freak the fuck out. He jumps up on top of a building over an overpass and grabs a an air conditioning unit that's as big as a house, and is like, "I'm gonna throw it. I'm gonna crush all of you until." It disappears, and the defenders arrive finally. And he's like, "Okay, <clears throat> Doctor Strange is like, we're here to stop you. You can't keep rampaging. You need to stop, or else we will put you down." And um, I'm so frustrated with everyone <laughs> because. At the start of the next issue, uh, Incredible Hulk number two hundred seven is lettered by Gaspar Saladino and Irving Watanabe. So, at the very start of this, Hulk actually says, "I was here to find you," and they all fucking mess with me, and so I got angry and just started tearing shit up because that's what I do. I'm the Hulk, and he's. They've started pursuing me. Why are you? Why are you angry at me? I thought we were friends. And he bashes a wall or bashes the floor. Sections of walls start falling off onto the police below. And it's like, all right, we got to throw down now. And I was like, no, you didn't, though. Yeah, you didn't. You just, yeah. Um... So Strange puts him in the Crimson Bands of Sidorak, which. I think we already knew is a bad idea because he's done this before where he bands up the Hulk in like a uh, sphere and the Hulk just jumps and smashes the building below them and breaks because breaks the building everybody falls down but Strange had to put up a force field around the four of the defenders to keep them safe which means the he dispelled the Bands of Sidorak. Real D&D rules there. Concentration. And uh, he... And, oh shit, we've lost the Hulk. Well, and I think it's... I don't think he jumps here. I think it's his punch. Because he has nothing to really brace against to jump. Other than, like, you know, he doesn't... He can't really... Yeah. Uh, Whatever. The... 
I it's I'm just semantics now. Uh, so we switch to Gamma Base. Betty is complaining to General Ross about what's going on. Uh, <clears throat> and again, we get a very nice moment with Be- with Betty and General Ross, wherein she's just like, I don't know what's going on. He won't talk to me. He won't, you know, he won't open up. I try, and he shuts down. And General Ross is just like, you know what? I'm here for you no matter what. And, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a very it's a very nice moment, well, she, given yeah. that Ross is such a control freak. Yeah. That I feel like his normal modus operandi would be to try to solve the problem for her. Yeah. Whereas all he's doing here is just saying, you know, however this shakes out... I'm here for you. Yeah, and she he does he does offer her the well you need to after all he's been through, you know, it it was doubtlessly going to affect him somehow. You just need to lead need to give him a chance to find himself again and she's like I've been doing that. I have been trying constantly if I leave him alone, I feel it, he I think he feels neglected if I prod at him too much, he feels like that. And he act Ross actually listens. Yeah. That's the part of this conversation that's important and, like, character growthy for Ross is, like, he just... Okay, you're yeah. right. Um, I just want you to know that I'm here. And it's yeah. that's fucking great. Um, so the Hulk is in the sewers. Um, he comes up out of a manhole and sees a woman uh, that he thinks is Jarella. So he comes up behind her and taps her on the shoulder and he's like uh is it is it really you and she turns around she's just some random blonde and she's like oh my god the hog which of yeah. course yeah um and so he um he realizes that no it's not Jarella which sends him spiraling even further uh, but before he can really get a good head of steam going, uh, the defenders show up again. Uh, they wind up on a highway uh, overpass fighting. <clears throat> and uh, it's in the course of things, you know, they're all attacking and doing what they can. Valkyrie manages to actually kind of reach uh, him. For a moment, and, uh, or no, I'm sorry, Nighthawk manages to reach him. Yeah. Nighthawk tells him, we're still your friends. We're still here for you. What, you know, what do you, what do you need? What do you want? Like, and so they manage to get him to calm down. They fix the highway enough that it's not about to collapse. And then they go back to the Sanctum Sanctorum. Uh, Doctor Strange then enters a trance, sends out his astral form. Uh, the astral form appears to Doc Samson, Clay Quartermain, and uh, I think is that Glenn Talbot? It must be. Uh, but he's just like, hey, I'm a friend of the Hulks. Uh, <laughs> Don't worry, I'm, I'm just a ghost. I'm Stephen Strange. And Glenn Samson is just like, oh, well, this is an honor. Uh <clears throat> yeah, you can come and inspect her. Uh, so 
they take him down. They take him downstairs uh, to the body of Jarella, um, and Strange uses the Eye of Agamotto. Realizes, nope, she's gone. Like there is nothing to be done here. So uh, Hulk is staring out the window. Sad Hulk. Dee dee dee. Uh, and. <clears throat> Strange comes back and says, I'm sorry, my friend. She is gone. There is a, you know, there is nothing magic can do to help. Jarella is dead. And Hulk uh, loses it again and starts smashing up the Sanctum. Um, it's, it's then... Then Valkyrie's the one that manages, Valkyrie. manages to get him... Now, calm down isn't right, but like... She she gives him a shoulder to cry on, and yeah. he does. Um, and it's a it's a really nice, like you actually you get the sense that while in Defenders Hulk has always sort of referred to them as his friends, this is the point at which you really get a sense of them as the Hulk's friends. Like yeah. he is he is. Even more of an exposed nerve than usual. And they still and manage to keep him from shredding everything. And they they talk to him and they give him a chance they give him the space he needs to, you know, cry. Work and, it out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But at the end of it he just you know, he's like, I have to go. <laughs> and uh Turns out he doesn't go very far. Yeah, because then we yeah, so they he leaves their headquarters, um, and then we begin with this run of defenders. Which who boy, uh, defenders number forty-two is written by Jerry Conway, penciled by Keith Giffen, inked and colored by Klaus Jansen, lettered by John Costanza, and edited by Jerry Conway. Um, this issue starts, and the defenders are hanging out at the sanctum. Um, when out of nowhere, a bolt of super hot energy just flies through the window and sets <laughs> sets Night Nighthawk on fire. Um, <clears throat> the defenders go rushing outside. Valkyrie stays behind with uh, Nighthawk. When the defenders get outside, they are they are greeted by Solar uh, from Captain America and the Rhino, and uh, they they proceed to have a big super battle in the middle of Bleecker Street. Um, it turns out that. <clears throat> uh, Solar is there looking specifically for this jewel called the Star of Capistan. Um, in the course of things, they discover that the giant Solar is actually a... Uh, like a heat a, shimmer? A heat mirage yeah. that Solar created. Uh, and so... So I guess Nighthawk wasn't actually on fire fire like if he was it wasn't legit 
fire. I don't know. Whatever. Nighthawk survives with no injuries uh, to speak of. Um, <clears throat> but they realize that the that the defenders don't have this star of Kapistan, and so they beat it the fuck out of there. Um, so then they're transported away. Yeah, they they teleport away, where they then uh, arrive on this space station, which it turns out has been taken over by the Ant Man villain Egghead. If you will recall, the last time we saw Egghead, he attempted to kill um, Hank and Jan. Oh, yeah, he tried. He tried to kill Nighthawk's friend Trish, and uh, wound up costing her an arm. Yeah. Um, but whatever. Uh, so Egghead, it turns out, is looking for this Star of Capistan. Uh, he has enlisted Solar and Rhino into doing this for him. Um, I think it's worth pointing out, as dumb as villains usually are, Solar, his powers come from the fact that he was left in the desert to die and he got too much sun. And then he became a supervillain because of overexposure to the sun. Solar's really bad. It's terrible, yes. Uh, um, so they come back, and or they're tra- teleported back, and Egghead's like, where the hell is the jewel? Solar and Reinhardt are like, they don't have it. And he, Egghead's like, I can't be wrong. It must be you or that are wrong. Or it must be you that are mistaken. And he goes, time out for you. (laughs) Which, this is funny as hell. Because he announces he's going to be that your punishment will be... Oh. Yeah. For your punishment, the next ten hours you will suffer the agony of the time stasis tube. Which they both are just like, oh shit, no, please don't do that. And they get frozen in time, uh, which must be horrible. Egghead monologues about how we got to this point. The thing is, would it though? Like, I don't think so. I think it would be fine. I feel like... You would think ten hours would go by like that. It would be like you'd be frozen, and then you'd wake up, and you were frozen. So what what do you know? Like, it would be instantaneous to you. But whatever. Uh, So the... The defenders take Nighthawk to the hospital. Um, and uh, Doctor Strange is approached by this emissary of a guy he knows. Um, and so Doctor Strange is just like, I've got to go deal with this thing. And the defenders are like, okay, we'll stay here with our burned friend. Um, but he arrives at this hotel and there he's, he meets his old friend Omar, uh, who it turns out has brought the Star of Kapistan, which is very convenient. Um, but the gem mesmerizes, uh, Doctor Strange. He is consumed by the gem. Uh, we'll find so, out more about that later. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, 
Solar pops up. Hulk's sitting in... Because they don't let Hulks in hospitals. Uh, <coughs> Hulk is in a park, sitting on a bench in a trench coat. Um, and Solar pops up. Or no! Oh no, it's Cobalt Man. Cobalt Man pops up out of the ground to fight Hulk. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure... Trying to remember if this is is this the first? I think it's the second Cobalt Man. Um, uh, he talks about it later, doesn't he? Man, I don't know. This whole thing kind of blurs together. Um, the yeah, we don't get we don't get an answer to that until the next issue. Anyway, Cobalt Man starts glowing. Everybody jumps him, but he's starting to glow, and he basically just lays down and quits fighting. And everyone's like, um, he looks like he's gonna explode, and if I remember my science right, that will be a very big boom. And, oh shit. Yeah. End of issue. Uh, I guess it's the original. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway... Uh, Defenders number 43 is uh, lettered by Irving Watanabe. Cobalt is gaining, um... Energy? Yeah, he is, he's gonna blow up. Uh, Nighthawk, um, Nighthawk realizes, hey, uh... Nuclear power plants use water to to slow down atomic reactions as needed. Like, what if we dump him in the water? And so Hulk grabs the Cobalt Man and heads for New York Harbor. Um, and the thing that I love, the thing that I love, and they kind of ruin it by making it a running joke in this run, um, is that like. Hulk lands in the water and the whole thing is kind of dealt with for a second and then Hulk is just Hulk like surfaces and is just like from the nose up and he's just like Hulk is wet. Hulk hates being wet. And it's it's a it's a very funny kind of visual thing. Yeah. Uh but then they just keep doing they hammer it, it in like yeah. And it's like we get it. We get it, guys. Um so Egghead ex- is angry yeah, because, of course, he is. The explosion is tamped down for now. They pull... Yeah, but, you know, we've still got Solar and uh, Rhino, and we know where the Capistan stone, or the Ruby of Capistan... What is it? The Star of Capistan. Right. Is, is somewhere in there, so we're going. Yeah. Um, so... Solar and Rhino are sent to Earth to the hotel where the Star of Capistan is, um, and as they're as they're getting ready to plow through the elevator uh, doors, they are suddenly attacked and defeated by this Red Raja. Uh, who it is should be abundantly clear. <laughs> Uh, like, as you're reading this, um, I, I do not know 
how you can be reading this and not immediately know what's going on. And if you don't, I would like to congratulate you on being able to put together words with such a fresh head wound. <laughs> um, uh, but, so the Red Raja fights Solar and Rhino. He deals with them. They are, they are they taking are the fuck out. Nothing. And um, uh, right before we did this fight, the Hulk drags Cobalt Man out of the out of the river, and uh, Nighthawk is looks at Red Guardian is like, "You're a doctor. Can you help him?" And Red Guardian's like, "I don't know." Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, Raja fucking lays out uh, Solar and Rhino. Egghead is like, "Well, fine. I have to do it myself," and he starts together with a little help from my friends he gathers together these various egg-shaped gadgets because once you find a theme um and what better theme is there than the fact that your head is egg-shaped for your villainous whatever so we we go back to the sanctum Clea is using her powers to meld Red Guardian and Cobalt Man together in order to kind of piece together Cobalt's fra- Cobalt Man's fractured mind. As this is happening, uh, Egghead teleports into the Sanctum Sanctorum. He throws an egg at Hulk, which latches onto his back and folds out into the uh, this cloth... Uh, this cloth. It's like a uh, bag. Yeah, but here's here's the thing. Ostensibly, I get the idea behind, well, it's fairly insubstantial, so Hulk will have a hard time punching his way out of it. But also, like, Hulk routinely rips shirts. <laughs> like, I don't know what cloth this is made out of, but... The idea that, oh, well, it's cloth, so he won't really have the leverage to... No, no, he can do it. But, uh, so Egghead makes his way through. Um, Cobalt Man and Red Guardian are sort of piecing together what's happened. Red Guardian is reliving all of Cobalt Man's memories. His run-ins with the X-Men, his run-in with Hulk previously, stuff like that. Um, Egghead runs into Valkyrie. And then, like, throws an egg which latches onto her sword and electrocutes her. Um, <clears throat> so on and so forth. Who cares? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Meanwhile, uh, so Power Man's been here the whole time in this issue. And uh, because Kyle Kyle hired him earlier in, a, or in earlier issues to be... A member of the Defenders, kind of. And, because they needed some muscle while the Hulk was gone. Well, and and also, it doesn't hurt to have some muscle that is slightly more, um... Balanced? Well, I was going to say reliable than the Hulk. Because the Hulk is very easily redirected. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. Um, But he's talking... They're talking as Egghead's going through the Sanctum. They're talking and Power Man's like, I know you're paying me and all, and I appreciate that, but I think I'm done. And Kyle's like, but why? Uh, And then he's like, I'm kind of a loner, dude. This 
isn't really my scene. At that point, Egghead takes down Nighthawk. Power Ma- Luke turns around and is like, what are you... Ah, oh, for God's sake. Egghead throws another egg at, at Luke, which just bounces off his chest. And Egghead, Egghead's like, oh no! My plan! And he's like, I'm gonna... And Luke's just like, I'm gonna thump you now. Cool? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take those eggs and shove them all the way up your ass. <laughs> yeah. Um... So while this is going on, you know, Luke is Luke is knocking around uh, Egghead. Red Guardian finishes piecing together uh, Cobalt Man's memory, at which point Egghead comes falling through the door, and Cobalt Man's like, "Oh, it's you! Fuck you!" <laughs> yeah, and grabs hold of Egghead and then seemingly destroys them both. Um, Ralph Roberts. He, yeah, he basically grabs a hold of Egghead and then it looks like he goes, the tax boxes for a microsecond, there's there's another son in the room. (laughs) And it's like, hi, ooh. There's another son in the room? Like, (laughs) there was a first one? Yeah. Um, And they are seemingly incinerated and there's a thermite hole in the ground. Yeah. Um... Uh, yeah, so Defenders number 44 is uh, written by Jerry Conway, Roger Slifer, and David Kraft, colored by Glynis Ween, and lettered by John Costanza. Um, the Defenders are like, man, Doctor Strange hasn't been around for a bit. Like, where the fuck is he? So they go, they go looking for him. Um... And ultimately, um, excuse me, uh, there's, there's a lot going on in this issue, um, because, like, Hulk is freaking out, um, because he is, it's because he's, he wants um, to know where, where Dr. Strange is. And the others are just like, we're gonna, we're gonna figure it out. It's okay. Calm the fuck down. And Hulk is like, calm, not really Hulk's thing. <laughs> and they're like, okay, well, calm by Hulk standards. Um, meanwhile, Red Guardian is dealing with some shit. It turns out that basically the party back in Moscow is, uh, has decided that the best way to get her to come back is to threaten the people she loves. Yeah. Um, so she's now just like, okay, what do I do? Uh, and she's like, what do I do? Leaving the Sanctum Sanctorum seems like a bad idea because if I get picked up, there's no way they're not taking me directly yeah. to back to Russia. I really want, I'll go, I, she's like, we find out, later in a conversation between her and Val that she's like, I want to go back to Russia. Like, it's my home. Yeah. But I kind of want to do this on my, or do that on my own terms, not the snatch and grab. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, they get a call from the cops. Oh no, they kind of start piecing it together and they're like, first we find the magician before we deal with uh Guardian's thing and 
Guardian's like, I'm going to stay here. And they're like, fine. Where do we think he went? And we, we, all we have is a name, Omar, can, uh, Omar the Omar name. Kindiru? Uh, yeah, Karindu. Omar Karindu, who... And yeah. So we I was go... thinking of the, the fish that supposedly lives in the Amazon. Oh, uh, no, no, no. I don't want to think about this fish. I know of the fish you speak. A nutty little fish, fish with a penchant. Sorry. Ah, uh, hey. uh, Venture Brothers. So they decide, okay, we, we're going to go to the hotel. And on their way out, fucking Jack Norris comes into the house. They're like, we told you to go away several times. I'm like, assuming that fucking is actually his legal first name. <laughs> no, his title is <laughs> fucking Jack Norris. <laughs> Fucking Jack Norris, OBE. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Jack Norris shows up and he's just like, but my wife. And Val's like, oh my God, shut the fuck up. How many times? I have no idea how to get through to you. This is your wife's body. Your wife is Looney Tunes. She is Gone. If she I, is. If I were to leave is, this body, it becomes a gibbering goddamn mess. Like, there is, there is, no way that you can have your wife back as it stands. I'm not your wife. Leave me alone. And he's like, fine. Ugh. I just, uh, I just want to put my dick in you. Fine. I guess it would have been nice to know you. And he leaves. And then is beset by shadowy figures. Okay. Jack Norris isn't done. God damn it. Yeah. Um, this this whole week. This story this has way week. too much Jack, Jack Norris in it. And yeah. This episode is going to be called Fucking Jack Norris. <laughs> um, um, we shift to the hotel where the cops are taking... Uh, Solar and Rhino into custody and there's a detective named Lieutenant or yeah Lieutenant Chris Keating who yeah I think he's a detective he certainly smokes like a detective but I he mean, says yeah, everything he says about he's a, him says detective even though I don't know I don't think he's actually he's like lead SWAT actually even though He's definitely a detective. Yeah. Whatever. The defenders are like, uh, what's up? And they're like, we're just cleaning up. We didn't even do this. Um, and But I do want you guys to come up and maybe see if you can talk some sense into a witness I've got. They're like, okay. So they go up and see Omar Karindu, who's like, hey, uh, so... I did an oopsie, and uh, I did an oopsie, and Doctor Strange is in trouble. And they're like, "Oh shit! What? What had happened?" Uh, but we don't get that because we cut back to the conversation I was talking about earlier between Val and Red Guardian when Hellcat shows up, yeah. which is rad. I really would have cut the issue here. Like, yeah. I don't know why there's still 14 pages left, but I was like. Fucking Hellcat? Yay! Okay, but we don't. So we get the... And Hellcat's like, I need to see Doc Strange right now. Otherwise the planet is doomed, I guess. And 
everyone's like, whoa, he's not here. What do you mean by doomed? Yeah. And they're like, ugh. Hellcat's like, okay, it's a bit of a long story. So, all of my Avengers and Moon Dragon history, we went to Titan. I was training. Moon Dragon was like, then some kind of horrible whammy hit Moon Dragon, and she was like, you got to go back and stop this right and get Doc Strange right now. And I wish one of I wish either Red Guardian or Val would have been like, why the fuck didn't Moon Dragon come? You th- you'd think she'd be able to do. Yeah. You're nothing. Sorry. I mean, I don't mean... Your claws are very nice. <laughs> your, your claws are very nice, but this really sounds like a moon dragon problem. Yeah. This is actual hammer nail moon dragon problem, right? Yeah. Like, why are, I'm sure you're very nice. Um, so they... But they look out the window and everybody's... Everybody is in the street, sort of... Zombified. Zombied and marching toward something. So they all take off to look for it. Yeah. The We switch back to Omar, who's just like, Yeah, so there's, there's an intelligence inside the Star of Kapistan that tries to take people over. Uh, the last time it happened, it ha- took over just some dude, and that's how it was able to be subdued before... Uh, but it turned them into the Red Raja. Uh, this time, it managed to grab hold of Doctor Strange, which is really bad, because Doctor Strange has actual, like, power, and uh, so we need to do something about that. And it's then that... Everyone the, in the room just goes dead-eyed and starts leaving. Yeah. Which is actually kind of cool. It's the only cool part of this whole Red Raja thing. Yeah. The rest of it, I don't give a shit. Yeah, but that where they're just in the middle of a disc of it, I kind of like the bar after they know about the robots. The bar in World's End where they meet uh, Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, and they're talking and being hush whispers, and it's like, oh my god, the whole town—it's all everybody's robots. And then <coughs> somebody, one of the characters, freaks out, and the whole bar just goes, and they're all looking at him. Yeah, um, that's kind of like it's just that quick is the way that I imagine it everybody marches out and they're all headed towards Central Park because there's a big glowing redness in the sky very handy very handy let's you know where to go um the defenders the 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 male defenders the male defenders Nighthawk Power Man and Hulk arrive at Central Park and have a bit of a a, a tete-a-tete with um, with Red Raja, and then are taken over. Yeah. Um, and so the issue ends with uh, with the um, Val female yeah. defenders arriving on the scene and just being like, "Oh, that's not good." Um, but they look ready to go. Yeah. So. I so mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so defenders number uh, forty-five is colored by Dave Hunt, lettered by Gaspar Saladino and John Frost, and edited by Archie Goodwin. Um, so we have the female defenders versus the male defenders, the Red Raja, and all of these random. Uh, mind-controlled people. 
Um, but the Red Raja, we have to remember, has all of Doctor Strange's powers plus whatever he's being conferred by the Ruby, yeah, or the cap, the Star of Capistan, and he manifests a giant earthen Doctor Strange from the ground and besets our unmind control team of def- of defenders. Yeah. Who work together really badass and manage to put a little bit of a retreat on um, in order so that they don't get taken over as well. Uh, Red Guardian's almost in the midst of being mind controlled when uh, they nab her. Hellcat jumps in out of nowhere, nabs her, and then they all beat feet out. Yeah. And they're like, okay, we gotta go. We need to make a plan. <clears throat> this is clearly not how you do this. Yeah. Um, I think it's great that they work together so well. Yeah. Um, so, they find some random people that were not taken over by Red Raja. These people are, like, vaguely aware of what's going on, but uh, were in some way or another able to resist. Yeah. Uh, Red Raja starts, like, marching his his army. Um, meanwhile, Jack Norris is on the run from somebody, but we'll, we'll get that. Yep. He wrecks, but manages to jump over a fence and get away. Um, so the Red Raja... The male defenders are currently out cold, uh, but Red Raja proceeds to take them over. The female defenders get back to the Sanctum Sanctorum and uh, regroup with Clea in an attempt to uh, take on Doctor Strange slash Red Raja. Um, So they then go into full-blown battle against uh the the forces of the red raja and we get we get some interesting like defender on defender action um yeah the pairings here are uh novel but then the whole team is always kind of like these are characters we wouldn't you wouldn't put on a team yeah right like that's the whole the whole point of defenders really yeah. sometimes is so we get Power Man against Valkyrie, which that one makes sense. Um, except that Valkyrie's on Aragon, so you would put Nighthawk there, I would think. But whatever. Um, Power Man versus Valkyrie, uh, Hulk versus Hellcat, which is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Nighthawk versus Red Guardian. They all go at it. Um... And Hellcats Clea Clea broadsides Red Raja and starts trying to free Steven from its influence. And I love their plan here. Like this is actually a really good plan because Clea's like, there's no way I'm getting him out of there on my own. Right. But if I can just breach and get to Steven in there, then we'll be able to hit him from both sides. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a really good plan. Yeah. Unfortunately, it, may, it does mean that you have to keep the other mind-controlled idiots 
distracted while we do that. Right. Which gets us back to Hulk and Hellcat, and Hellcat's just bouncing all around. Right. Just staying out of his... Because that's him, all she can do. Baiting can, him to keep him, like, engaged with her, but not... If she gets hit, she's paced. Yeah. Um, eventually, everybody... And that's the other thing, too, is, like... The ladies are trying desperately not to hurt them because they don't actually want to hurt them. They just need to keep them distracted, really. Um, But it looks like Power Man's going to fall out of the sky. uh, But Val manages to save him, even though I don't actually know. How high does Power Man need to fall before it hurts him? I I don't know. These things are so... These things change depending on the needs of the story. So, uh, the upshot is, you know, while they, while they engage in delaying tactics, um, Clea and Doctor Strange are able to purge the Red Raja from Strange. Uh, he then destroys the Star of Kapistan. Um... And then uh, everybody's released from its control. Oh, yeah. We never Um, went into what the Star of Kapistan's motivations are. Like, its whole deal is to bring order to the Earth via mind control and uh, oppression. But, yeah. Yeah. That's why it was bad. Anyway. I guess that's whatever. I mean, it's mind control, so we don't really. You don't need. It doesn't really matter why it's bad. (laughs) It's mind control. But so the defenders go back to the Sanctum Sanctorum. At which point, Doctor Strange is like, "So, I've been going through some stuff. I'm no longer uh, the Sorcerer Supreme, Uh, and I also kind of just need to, you know." pay attention to other parts of my life. So, I am leaving the Defenders. Blah. Uh, This time around, for this next... Five. Smattering of issues, we're going to kind of do things a little different. I'm going to go ahead and cover any changes to the creative team up front over these five issues, and then we're going to talk about them as a whole, because it's really fucked up, and it's kind of hard to do this... There's just a whole lot. Um, yeah. So Defenders number 46 is written by Roger Slifer and David Kraft and lettered by Irving Watanabe. 47 is written by David Kraft, Roger Slifer, and John Warner and lettered by Gaspar Saladino and John Costanza. Defenders number 48 is written by David Kraft and Don McGregor, inked by Dan Green, colored by David Kraft, and lettered by Annette Kowecki. Defenders 49 is written by David Kraft, inked by Mike Royer, lettered by Gaspar Saladino and Irving Watanabe, and Mike Royer. Uh, And then Defenders number 50 is inked by Keith Giffen, Mike Royer, John Tartaglioni, and Dave Cockrum, colored by Don Warfield, lettered by Gaspar Saladino and John Costanza. So... We start this, the defenders are just like, oh, okay, so you're leaving. Oh. Well, uh, and Kyle's like, that sucks. And then Power Man comes in and is like, yeah, by the way, I quit. And he's like, well, wait a minute. 
And then Red Guardian's like, it's also kind of time for me to go home. And Kyle's like, holy shit! Are you leaving too? And Hulk's like, yeah, I am. Bye. And so the only ones that remain are really... uh... Oh no, Hulk sticks around. Yeah. Sorry. Hulk is just like, Hulk have nowhere to go. Yeah. So the only ones that remain are Val, Hellcat, and... Nighthawk and Hulk. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Good. Um, Good to know. But we're all going to leave as friends. Great. Bye. They are no longer going to use the Sanctum as a base of operations. Cool. Whatever. Jack Norris is then attacked by Nick Fury. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The Defenders arrive back at the... uh, At the... um, Horse stable. The stables that... Uh, Nighthawk had set up as a base for them, and when they arrive, they are confronted by Scorpio. And Scorpio's like, oh, hey, I was going to have a little conversation with Kyle Richmond, but I guess I'll have it with you. They fight, whatever. Uh, They have several different kinds of fight. It's Scorpio, he uses the key, he gets the key taken away from him, he gets the key back, and uh, then he leaves, and uh, we are threatened with Wonder Man next issue. Also, the only thing that note that happens in this, uh, in this issue is uh, the end of Melf, the elf with a gun. Uh, yes, the elf with a gun arrives at the, uh, the Richmond Riding Academy. Uh, there's a paper boy, uh, the elf with a gun is coming to kill the kid, but winds up being hit by a truck. Who cares? So anyway. The whole thing, that's the whole point of Melf is we never understand what it is. Yeah. That's, um, that's the deal. So then in 47, the, uh, defenders are like having a minute, <laughs> uh, just enjoying themselves and so on. Uh, meanwhile, Jack Norris, having been attacked by Nick Fury and and knocked out, is being carried away by a couple of dudes working for Nick Fury when suddenly Moon Knight shows up and saves him. Um, the two get away, blah, 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 who cares? Um, Valkyrie pops by the Sanctum Sanctorum and talks to Clea because uh, she's having problems with the spell that when Dragonfang is in its sheath, she appears as, you know, a civilian when she takes it out. Bleh. Uh, Clea proceeds to fiddle with the spell and also gives Valkyrie a new costume. Um, Hellcat pops by Avengers Mansion in order to be like, Hey guys, I'm back, but I think I'm going to kick it with the Defenders for a little while. But before she has a chance to do that, she stumbles across Wonder Man, having recently been resurrected. She doesn't in know their who... base. She doesn't know who he is, so they fight. Jack Norris and Moon Knight arrive at the Defenders, um, or at the Sanctum, in time to catch, catch Valkyrie. Yeah. Um, and Clea uses magic to sort of fill them in on what's going on. So Jack had gone back to get his car at the campaign headquarters for Ruby Thursday, 
who, if you'll recall, is the uh, one of the headmen who was she had replaced her head with an organic computer. It's a red ball. Blah blah blah. She was running for president. Jack infiltrated it after he left. You know, after he was paid to fuck off by the defenders or by Kyle Richmond, and yet he's fucking back. Um, but he went to get his car. Was confronted by Shield agents. They're like, hey, we need to find out what the hell happened. I mean, a presidential candidate up and disappeared, and now here you are. So they start, like, interrogating him. They drug him. Shit gets weird. Um, He's not sure what he told them, but he's pretty sure he held back the information about all of the defenders and that that's what they're after. His, they, he thinks that S.H.I.E.L.D. thinks that he, he's holding out on them. Right. They let him go. But why? Because, like, they they still, like, they attack him again, only to, well, I mean, we realize, we find out later that this isn't even really S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Whatever. But it just makes no goddamn sense. So, uh, they're like, well, we should go to the Avengers because the Avengers are connected to S.H.I.E.L.D. Maybe they can fill us in on what's going on. So they go to Avengers Mansion and discover Hellcat and Wonder Man fucking the place up. It becomes a big knockdown drag out. Um, because Wonder Man is clearly stronger than any of them. Right. Wonder Man is just tossing them around. They're all they're all holding their own, but it's it's clear that they are outclassed in terms of sheer power. Eventually Hellcat is able to uh, Prove, to bring up the Avengers logs and prove to him that she is a member. They, I guess they then are able to prove that he's a member as well. Whatever. Um, but then Nick Fury contacts them and is just like, Hey, uh, give, I need Jack Norris. Yeah, give, give me. Give me Jack Norris. Uh, so in the next issue... Uh, they're like, okay, well, we should go to Nick Fury and figure this out. And Jack Norris is like, what are you, high? You're going to turn me over to them? Like, what are you doing? Um, and the answer is, yes, Jack. We don't actually like you that much. Yeah. Uh, but then it turns out that uh, the... it Jack, Okay, so Nick Fury shows up at Avengers Mansion, takes Jack. Nick Fury then does not take Jack to... Uh, the helicarrier, he takes him to a warehouse in Jersey, uh, where we find out that this Nick Fury is working with slash for Scorpio. Right. Okay. Now shit gets weird. This is why it, it gets so frustrating to try and parse all of this. Because Scorpio has clearly lost his marbles. At this point, we still think this is Nick Fury, and why is he working for Scorpio? Right. He, Scorpio clearly hates Nick Fury, e- even right. this iteration. But, like, Scorpio is trying to do the Bond villain thing and just be like, come in, have a drink. Would yeah. you like a room? Bah, 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 bah. Let's have a beer and listen to some Judy Garland, because why the fuck not at this point? And so, uh, it in the course of things, we find out that um, the reason for this, the reason that Scorpio wants Jack Norris is so 
that he can hold him for ransom and force Kyle Richmond to pay to get him back, not realizing that Kyle Richmond had already paid Jack Norris <laughs> to fuck off. To go away. Whatever. Um, but all of this is in service of building his own Zodiac made up of androids. So, Moon Knight tracks Scorpio down and is captured and put into this tank that is going to fill with water. But Scorpio, because he's not, like, uh, completely devoid of class, tosses Moon Knight a beer and is just like, here you go, one for the road, and (laughs) whatever. So he's like, all right, let's go to bed. And Jack's like, I can't go to bed. He's in there about to drown and Scorpio's like it's on a time lock I can't let him out even if I wanted to which I don't um and it's just whatever so they wake up Moon Knight of course escaped in the night Scorpio blames Nick Fury because he hates Nick Fury and why is he here uh they contact before they went to bed they contacted the the defenders or no they contacted Kyle and were like we have Jack Norris, give us the money. They're like, they hatch a plan, the Defenders hatch a plan where it's like, okay, he doesn't know that I'm, he doesn't know that I'm Nighthawk, so I'll deliver the money as Nighthawk and then we can rush him. Yeah. Uh, That isn't what happens because Scorpio is not a complete idiot and has heard of Nighthawk and knows that Kyle is Nighthawk. Um, Because Kyle tells everyone that he's Nighthawk. (laughs) Um... He, he is not exactly tight about his his uh, it's, secret identity. I but mean, people he, jo- people joke about how everybody in Gotham has to know that Bruce Wayne is Batman. This is the logical extension of that. Yeah, yeah. no, what everybody knows, Kyle Richmond is Nighthawk. Uh, they have a fight, and Nighthawk gets captured. Right. So then, in the next issue, uh, Moon Knight escapes, and uh, you know he. Let's them know, lets the defenders know what's going on. Scorpio now has Jack Norris and Nighthawk and the money. Uh, and um, but because Moon Knight escaped, the Zodiac project is now put on an accelerated timeline because he knows he surmises that they'll be coming after him soon because he has yeah. everybody. Uh, okay, so, and that's exactly what happens, is Moon Knight shows up, meets up with the Defenders and Wonder Man, and is like, okay, uh, we gotta get the Hulk, and we gotta go beat this guy up, because he sucks. So they go after the Hulk. uh, So they go after the Hulk, and This results in Hulk being like, bah, fuck you! And and like, yeah. He gets wet again, that's a joke. And yes, it, it, (laughs) he goes... (laughs) It, they kite the Hulk t- back to where um, uh, Scorpio is. Hulk gets in and starts wrecking shit. Yeah. Uh, that's the next issue, I guess. Yeah. Oh, at the end of this. They may. They he, kind of. They get him rampaging and then kind of direct him at Scorpio's base. And then he smashes into it, but the Zodiac, the Zodiac is uh, activated. activated. Um, then Red Guardian gets captured, arriving in yeah, Moscow. She, she goes back to Moscow and gets picked up by the KGB, I guess. 
Yeah. So, Defenders number 50 is basically the Defenders and Moon Knight fighting the Zodiac. Uh, not all of the Zodiac even gets activated because some of them are somewhat stillborn. Uh, Scorpio is like all but hurt over the fact that Virgo was, did not activate properly and is now just like a, a messed up husk. A uh, but he is upset because he was planning to stick it in Virgo. Yeah, um, so I'm not real sorry about this. The thing that I... Here's the thing that I... Uh, that I hate, okay? The thing about it is... I hate astrology. I think it's dumb. I think yeah. it's really, really dumb. If somebody if somebody likes astrology and that's like how they live their life, that's fine for you. I'm just saying, for my part, I think it's stupid as fuck. That's just my opinion. Take it for what it is. But the problem that I have with the with the Zodiac as it pertains to the comics is that so much of what the Zodiac is all about requires me to, like, inadvertently learn about astrology, <laughs> and I hate it. And it's so stupid because it's just basically like, well, so-and-so's a water sign, so he and this person don't get along. And I'm Libra, which means that I'm all about balance, and Gemini has to decide, and it's just like... I don't fucking care. You're a dipshit in a leotard and you're you're just you're stupid to begin with and now I have to deal with this too. Fuck you. And that's what this whole issue is. It's a whole lot of like, well, I'm staying out of this one because I'm actually just kind of maybe not entirely on board of this because that's what my sign is all about and I'm just like fuck off. And die. I hope you die. I hope the person who wrote this dies. Like, I'm just... I, do, I don't actually hope anyone dies. But I'm just saying, I hate this so goddamn much. Um, so anyway... Everybody fights everybody for the most part. With the exception of a few that, like, sit it out because they don't want to. Or whatever. Hulk gets wet again, I think. Uh, Hulk probably issue. gets wet again. Uh, they... At some point, we revealed that this Nick Fury was actually an LMD. I think that was the previous issue. Um, and that's why, A, Scorpio's keeping him around because he hates... Like, we get reminded that if you read the Storanko run years ago, uh, that Scorpio is actually... This Scorpio is Nick Fury's brother, and that he fell out of a window and almost died. Should have died. Didn't die, but it kind of broke his head. Um, and that's why he's acting so weird. He also keeps this Nick Fury, this Nick Fury LMD around because he because he hates him. Um, it's weird. It's they one go, of those like you know, I hate you so much. I like the idea of just being able to shit on you constantly as I please, and blah blah blah. Um, it all ends with Kyle freeing himself. Uh, and joining the fray. Uh, Jack doing something helpful, probably not. And the it all ends with Scorpio freaking out over having lost Virgo, the fact that the Zodiac that he's created is being destroyed, and he asks the Nick Fury LMD for his gun and plugs himself. Yeah. Um, 
and it's supposed to mean something. It clearly, the issue clearly thinks this ending means something, and I am sorry, issue. I disagree. I disagree. <laughs> at the at the end of it, uh, you know, it's just like they walk in and the LMD is holding the gun. Yeah. And so, like, they assume that the LMD, like, glitched and killed him. Yeah. And they're like, eh, whatever. Who's going to miss him? And the LMD is just like, I will. And then they're just like, cool, and turn it off. <laughs> That happens. If that happens, it's off panel. <laughs> I, know, I want you to know that. I want, yeah, that doesn't actually happen in the issue. But, but I just, that, I love the is, idea that that the is LMD... probably what ha- what occurred. Is they were like, I will miss him. Ah, cool. Boom. Daisy. All right. I'm uh, really glad we just plowed through that because it's way too much stuff to it, actually give a shit about. I was really not looking forward to having to do like give this its full time uh, because I hated I hated this the the beginning bit the Red Raja stuff was kind of eh. that was fine and it was it fine. was like it had parts I liked it had the moment. Red Raja and like Egghead and all of that that I was didn't dumb. care I didn't there was the thing about these this run of defenders is mostly I did not give a shit about the villains or their plans or their machinations or any of the evil dudes deeds the but I really kind of liked the moments with the heroes that were cool yeah so. And that was easier to deal with with the Egghead story and the Red Raja story where you were just like, okay, you're dumb, but you're not offensively dumb. Uh, and then when we got uh. to... <laughs> okay, well, right, the Reg, the Raja is offensively dumb. but So is Egghead. Egghead, I hate Egghead so much. Well, you here's the thing. You, you started reading after the point... So... Yeah, most I'm, of what you've seen of Egghead has been like that. Him, one, that one, uh, it wasn't a Strange Tales, but the one Ant Man, Ant Man and uh, the Wasp get stuck. Yeah, that was an Egghead story. And then like, yeah, and then like the stuff with Trish getting blown up and all of that. Right. Uh, where Yellow Jacket Defender kicks it with the Defenders for like a minute. Uh, the right, the early Ant Man stories where Egghead was just some guy, so just some fucking guy, and he not the kind and and if I remember correctly, not the kind of dude you would expect to be able to trick NASA into giving him a sa- uh, mobile satellite or a mobile space station. Yeah, like. That that's one thing about this is just like Egghead has a space station. Why? Fuck you. That's why. And it's NASA doesn't even know it's gone. What? Yeah, like they have so many space platforms <laughs> that they're able to just lose one and not even like care. It's just like, hey, has anybody checked on platform twelve recently? Nah, eh, I'm sure it's fine. That's the one that had all of the. Uh, the that was the one with the the military tech and like the <laughs> transporter that we don't use anywhere else. Yeah, I'm sure it's fine. 
Uh, but the I'm sure no one's having a home alone <laughs> up there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's I hate Egghead so much. He's so dumb, and I I get that in the course of things you're going to encounter dumb characters, but Egghead is a a nefarious genius who really isn't that smart, uh, whose entire premise is literally... Like, there are some stupid fucking villains out there. I get it. It's fine. But Egghead's literal thing is just like, he's fat and has a head shaped like an egg, and it's like, okay, well, might as well lean into that. It's not like I've spent my entire life being bullied about the fact that I have a weird head shape and I'm smart, so everybody calls oh, me Egghead. Now we get it. Now now we're burying down into the actual meat of your hatred for Egghead. No, no, I'm not saying me personally. I'm saying him having been bullied oh, okay. for being smart and for having a head shaped like an egg. Like, why would you then just be like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to be Egghead forever. Like, there will be news stories long after I'm dead about Egghead fucking, you know, <laughs> taking over the New York Stock Exchange or some stupid bullshit. I, like, but, like, the the first parts at least had some interesting character stuff. Yeah. Keith Giffen's art kind of annoys me because he's aping Jack Kirby, like... Hardcore, but not hitting it. But that, that's the thing is, it's he's, 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 Kirby. It's Kirby light without like the stuff that makes Kirby work. Yeah, the interesting perspectives and like the weird sci-fi devices uh-huh. aren't there. Yeah. So it's just kind of like okay, so it kind of sucks. But, but like he, but he can draw a human face. So yeah. trade-offs. Um. um Overall, yeah, like I said before, overall, the cool character bits in the first two stories were what kept me around, regardless of how dumb or bad the villain was. Then we get to the Scorpio, and I'm supposed to, based on the way the story ends, is I was supposed to be invested in what was going on with Scorpio, and I was not. So, that is why I'm like, I don't care about this villain. He is dumb and stupid, and... Needs a hug and a nap more than anything else, and uh, we—I'm not going to be invested in this. I refuse. Um, and then the characters didn't. Moon Knight shows up and doesn't really get to do anything. Uh, it's just not as fun. I—I I feel like what was going on with Scorpio was meant to be almost Lynchian. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 But it definitely it reads fails. that way. Oh yeah, it definitely reads that way with the the scene when he first when Jack Norris is first brought to Scorpio and he's just like wandering around and like telling him some stories and explaining who he is and it's all this dark weird shit that and also being like, make sure you have a beer, Jack. And he Let's like, have a beer. Let's listen to Judy Garland. He, it's like that weird... It's, it's, the, that it's the end of weird, Twin Peaks. Yeah, it's that... It's the kind of, like... You know, it's, it's the thing that David Lynch does very well. 
but Tim Burton kind of misses the mark on. Yeah. Uh, wherein, like, Lynch... Lynch kind of subverts that Americana. Yeah. Whereas Tim Burton is obviously in love with Americana, and so as weird as Tim Burton's movies are, they're always kind of pining for that Americana, whereas David Lynch is just kind of like, that Americana is papering over some really dark shit, whereas Tim Burton is just like, wasn't the 50s great? Yeah. Yeah. So, and this is a little more Lynchian, or it's a, I think it's trying to be that, where it's like, this is our, my weird introspective, or not my introspective, my weird sort of esoteric character is hiding a dark, dark, broken soul. And it's like, I, nope. Yeah. Nope. You're not getting so, me. So at the end, he goes, he goes in, has the Nick Fury LMD put on uh, the Judy Garland record and then shoots himself and it's just kind of like, all right. All of this is supposed to mean something and it probably did to you, but I don't think you're, you're not hitting it. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Watcher's Guide's Top 5. Uh, for me, uh, number five is kind of a combo of two things I got, which is the, I'm calling it the return of Hellcat, um, because I liked, I like that she's back, right? Um, I, even though she's back for a reason that Moondragon should have come back for, but whatever, uh, they... I like that she's back, and I really... She's a lot of fun in these books, actually. And uh, I really enjoyed the hell out of the way uh, the ladies worked together after everyone else had been mind-controlled. I thought that was superbly done. They're clearly smarter than everybody else and should be in charge. Um, It was great. Um, So, number four is... uh, the oh now that I hear it out loud of <laughs> of Ben and Reed explaining to Trog why they Torgo need, Torgo why they need to have his planet oh yeah yeah this wasn't gonna go well even if I didn't know you damn uh, uh we're gonna go um number three is. Uh, Hulk losing his absolute shit after Jarella gets hurt. Yeah. And it's really the moment after uh, that one's Crypto Man, right? Yeah. Crypto Man hits him in the back of the head as he's trying to help Jarella out of the rubble. And that's what just absolutely sets him off because he's like, I'm trying to help her get the fuck off of me and proceeds to just shred him. That's. Yeah. The beginning of that kind that arc for Hulk is so good. Um, yeah. I'm super pissed we killed Jarella because she was my favorite of his paramours so far, uh, and it sucks. And I liked her a lot, and she was a great character, and it this blows. However, that being said, having that be the 
impetus for a lot of good Hulk emotional emotional work that we did takes some of the sting out. You mm-hmm. know, I can I'm okay with it. Um, number two is another kind of combo, both dealing with Ross the Samson Ross conversation where they're like let him where Samson's like let him go and you and I need to talk about is this maybe an obsession with you now right and then the conversation in the greenhouse with Ross and Betty where because that conversation happens later or after the first one and it almost seems like Ross kind of learned a little like that earlier conversation with Samson seems to inform his conversation with Betty and that's really cool. Yeah. Um, I, I always, always, always forget how cool Ross actually is. As it's in, very easy to. In these, in, especially in this era, this 70 to 77, I guess, has been, he's been rad almost all the time. Yeah. Um, anytime you're allowed to let him breathe, he's fucking great. Yeah. Um, and then... Oops, that was supposed to be my number one. Okay, so number two was actually Hulk crying on Val's shoulder yeah. at the end of that story. So, um, and then my number one was the Ross stuff. So, I'm done. That was fucked. Sorry. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> um, number five, the stuff with Torgo on Mecca <laughs> was really good. Yeah. Uh, it was definitely the high... It, the... The overall storyline was kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, even though it was kind of let down at the end. Right. But the highlight of it for me was Mecca. Yeah. Um, and, you know, yeah. So, uh, number four is uh, Betty and Glenn. Uh, because it's really interesting the work they're doing on their relationship. And that it's it's nice to know that it isn't just like... And then Glenn becomes abusive one day. Uh, that there is actually a an arc to their marriage, uh, however badly it ends up. Uh, so yeah, uh, but the the schism that is occurring with them is really interesting, um, and it's made sadder by the fact that I know where it's going. I guess uh. Uh, number three, uh, I'm gonna have to go. Uh, they all think he, that the Hulk is going to bring a birthday magician back. <laughs> um, just like the he, the fact that... Did he say he, magician? Do you think he's like getting a man with a top hat? What the... Yeah. What? Like, or even better, he shows up with like a birthday clown that knows a little <laughs> bit of close-up magic. Like, you know, he, it's just like... <laughs> Pick a card and <laughs> you magician, you help bring Jarella back. Ah, crab launch. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. The number two. This is a, this is a really rough one, but I think I'm gonna have to go Ross for number two. Both the conversation with. Uh, with Samson and uh, and again, I know where it's going. I know that eventually Ross's uh, 
obsession with the Hulk is going to get the best of him and stuff like that. But it's interesting to see him confronted about it and kind of pull back a little bit and just be like, seriously, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah, um, I like that he does take that time. Yeah. Um, the character becomes William Hurt in The Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Eventually... It's nice to know that it isn't, that isn't whole cloth. Right. Uh, and the number one is the death of Jarella. I'm actually kind of annoyed about reading Defenders at the moment that we are because the Hulk has a lot of stuff going on in his own book yeah. that kind of gets dropped while he's off doing this other Defenders stuff because of the order in which we're reading these. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like his his grief and anger spilling over because of all of it and just I'm I'm genuinely it is hard for me to get excited about the about Hulk sometimes. But I'm genuinely excited about what we're going to do now. And I hope it pans out does that like i'm i'm excited to see where it goes and i really hope it doesn't let me down yeah hulk hulk is often though i will say hulk is often my my previous thor right where i'm always like i don't know do i want to get excited about reading this hulk and then i start reading it and i'm like why was i why was i bagging on this why was I hesitant to read this? That first issue of Hulk is fantastic. Yeah. Um, and I was like, what the hell was wrong with me? Um, yeah, it's just weird that I forget. Yeah. No, I, I, I do too. And, yeah. Uh, so, that's where we're at. Um, next week, we've got a bunch of Captain America, which unfortunately means... A bunch of Jack Kirby, Captain America, which I don't. I'm I'm leery I'm, of going into this. I am told by a reputable source that it gets better. Kirk Busick, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I saw that. Because um, uh, I even told I I just asked him, you know. Uh, what did you think about Kirby's return to Cap? And he was like, at, at first it surprised me, and I didn't realize what he was talking, like how he meant that until I thought about it again, and it was like, it surprised him that Kirby came back to Cap. Yeah. Um, not the run surprised him. Um, and he was like, I thought it was a little, he basically was like, I liked, there are parts of it that I remember that I liked. And I was like, okay. I was a little disappointed with it, we haven't gotten to those parts yet, so I'm going to try to keep my mind open. And yeah. that's where I left him alone at that point. Yeah. Um, so, uh, fingers we'll crossed. See. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, is that like all of le- next week is Cap? That is most of next week. Oh, God. Because it's like an issue of Marvel 2-in-1, three issues of Daredevil, and then... The rest is cap. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Oh. No, yeah. I, I'm right there with you. Oh no. So, uh... Join us next week when 
<laughs> Actually, the, you, the best tease I could give us for next week is... you. I have no idea what next week is going to be like. You're going to have to come out and come and find out. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is basically... Because uh, like, Daredevil's been to- teasing at getting, like, really teasing and being like, I'm going to get better. I am. You know it. And I'm like, yeah, but you're still garbage. Uh Uh-huh. But I'm gonna get better. Fuck you, man. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's really hard because I, (laughs) I, if nothing else, so next week is going to be one of two things. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Yeah. It's probably either going to be us being like, oh, okay. Fine. Fine. And I, uh, but like that is as aspirational as I get about next week. It is, is given the reading you've just given me, is fine. Yeah. That is as high as the bar gets. Yeah. Or next week will just be you listening to us being like, <sighs> just and possible weeping. There might be weeping. So. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Anyway. Uh, in the meantime, yes. like us on Facebook, uh, follow us on Twitter, both individually and at WatchersGuideMU, uh, email us at WatchersGuide at gmail.com, visit our website at WatchersGuide.com, and check out our other show, uh, How Marvelous, it is up to episode four now, uh... The most recent issue being, uh, what if the invaders had stayed together after World War II? Uh, So check that out, and uh, we will see you next time. That is it for us. Have a marvelous week. Bye. Bye.